everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jessica, the Executive Director of Wild Cumberland. And I'm Devin, a Wild Cumberland volunteer since 2020. This is a new format for us, and we appreciate all of you being here and listening to us talk about this. Our monthly email newsletter remains the very best way to stay up to date on issues affecting Cumberland Island and its wilderness. So if you're not subscribed, go to our website and sign up at wildcumberland.org. This podcast is intended to cover most of that information included in the newsletter, but it won't be released until later in the month just due to scheduling issues and unreleased information. Yeah, and I think we'll also begin to include voices and opinions from team members besides myself and Devin um, and provide content that is unique to this particular channel. So as I mentioned last week, we want to hear from you. If you have thoughts, ideas, send them our way. We want to know. Absolutely. Before we dive in, uh, we do want to thank the dedicated and talented volunteers who make this podcast absolutely possible, especially Kendrick Dish of Vertical River. Thank you for encouraging us to do this podcast and uh, yeah, exactly. Helping us, um, you know, with the technical stuff on that end as well. September, guys, and that means it's National Wilderness Month. The Wilderness Act was passed in 1964, and that established our National Wilderness Preservation System. For those of you who may be new to the concept of wilderness, it's important to remember it's an overlay designation, and so that means its provisions apply regardless of or maybe in addition to any other designation, and regardless of which agency actually manages it. But you can test your knowledge about wilderness, leave no trace philosophy, Cumberland Island, and more with us all month long. That's right. We are launching our first ever virtual trivia fundraiser every Wednesday through uh, September, starting at 7 p.m. It'll last about an hour. Come out, flex your knowledge. Don't worry. You don't have to be a huge history buff or a scientist or anything like that to win. We'll have multiple choice questions, true-false questions. In other words, anyone can play. Exactly. Anyone can play. So grab you and your person, whatever, sign up. club, your art club. Exactly. Hiking club. First place is going to receive a prize, obviously. Um, We're going to be hosting raffles throughout the game. Everyone has a chance to win throughout the game, no matter if you're in first or last place. It's going to be a random raffle. Um, You can walk away with brand new outdoor equipment, t-shirts, books, whatever, and more, you know. Plus, your participation helps make our work possible. All of the proceeds will go back to the organization in helping protect Cumberland Island, Georgia. So join us every Wednesday in September at 7 p.m. for this trivia series. Excellent. Thank you, Devin. I can't wait. I can't wait to see who wins every week. And I'm really excited about some of these raffle prizes. I'm excited for it as well. I'm excited for people to come out, flex their knowledge on us, learn more about Cumberland Island, and at the end of the day, help this organization help the island. Absolutely. Now, because it is September, we are right in the middle of hurricane season, which officially runs from June 1st through November 30th. So FEMA actually identifies September 10th as the season's peak. So most activity happens between mid-August and October. 
We're um, in it. We're right in the eye. Right in the middle. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who were asking, the seashore was evacuated um, in August, late August to Hurricane Idalia, but has officially reopened as of Friday, September 1st. That so. came through fast. That one hit and was gone just like that, right? It was I think we were like, fortunate that it didn't do more damage. Yeah. And it's the later season storms that I think typically interrupt the visitor experience and cause the most damage. As so it starts getting a little cooler. We're only halfway there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> in fact, some of our volunteers have been looking a little more in depth about the number of weather-related closures that the seashore faces. So if this is something you're interested in helping out with and you like to crunch numbers, give us a holler. Now, jumping right into it, in local Cumberland Island news, we have an update on the topic of feral hog management. So in case you didn't know, the National Seashore of Cumberland Island recently announced it will receive $760,000 via the Inflation Reduction Act. Almost a million dollars to help control the feral hog population. And how are they going to do that? That's a great question. Um, I haven't seen a plan for that, but I'm sure there is one. And uh, it's certainly a priority to help protect the number of habitats, endangered species habitats that we have occurring on Cumberland Island. Um, But it's interesting to know whether they're going to attempt to completely eradicate the population for once. Or just control, right? if it's just going to be supplemental to continue to get a better handle on it. Sure. So So right now, this is just kind of a, uh, a blanket cause, right? Uh, well, right now, this money has specifically been set aside just for the hogs. And Cumberland Island National Seashore, it seems, will be supporting other park units with this funding. Mm, okay. So maybe they feel Cumberland's got a handle on it and uh, they're going to lend some expertise to other local park units. Um, but we'll have to see. There is a 2019 predation management plan. So you can find that in our email newsletter where you can see exactly how the agency plans to help control feral hogs in states including Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Puerto Rico, South Carolina, and the Virgin Islands. They have one plan that covers all of those. So (laughs) if you're really interested in digging in deep, you can go read about it. Nice. And those links will always be in the email newsletter. Make sure you're signed up. Um, speaking of feral animals, not to mention we've been beating this cause to death, right? <sighs> this is about the feral horse population. There has been some interesting media coverage on this topic. Can you give us a little bit more information on that? Absolutely. Well, I want to remind everybody first to that we are going to host a more in-depth discussion about uh, this particular issue. So you can find that link again in our email newsletter. Make sure you're signed up to participate in that broader discussion specifically about this. But yeah, this month there have been a couple media pieces that were interesting. The Fernandina Observer um, has a pretty thorough update on the legalities of the issue, but there was a more entertaining <laughs> letter to the editor submitted to the Camden Tribune and Georgian called Straight from a Horse's Mouth. So um, <laughs> a horse gave a visitor a letter to the editor and asked them to publish it in the Camden County paper. So wow. you can hear directly from Cumberland Island's horses Straight yourselves. from the horse's mouth, right? <laughs> got it. Horse whispers out you there. You got it. <laughs> Don't forget, there's a link in our September newsletter where you can sign up to be notified when we schedule a separate in-depth discussion about the issues facing the island's feral horse population. Might even be a podcast episode on its own. Uh, Just stay tuned on that. Moving on, the Sea Camp bathhouse renovations are officially done. Um, They completed that at the end of July. 
Uh, That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, People have been waiting really anxiously to have more than the two toilet stalls, a hand washing sink, and a shower than they've had for, what, 16 campsites, two group sites, and all of the day visitors who pass through. The most popular area of the island. Visitors are really (laughs) excited about having permanent facilities back. Mm. Um, But I'd, I'd... We'll note that there has not been, to my knowledge, a change in the number of individuals they serve. So we want to hear from you guys. So still still the same bathroom, basically, still the same amount of people. I think so. Yeah. So when I look at this bathroom renovation, what I really what really sticks out to me, I guess, is the concrete pathway. Because you don't see that really on the island. You can find this photo that, that Devin's talking about where you can see the new completed bathhouse either in the email newsletter or on our website so that you have sort of some visual context. They have essentially replaced the shower house and the bathhouse on their exact footprint, but they've poured a concrete walkway leading up to that. And it appears that the floors inside the bathhouse and shower house are also concrete. So um, there's no sand falling there, through. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> there's no sand falling through. It might make them a lot easier to hose out. Yeah, that's true. Um, And certainly accessibility is something we want to prioritize and keep in mind. But I am concerned that we're seeing uh, concrete poured for visitor use by the restrooms. And I think that um, there are a number of ways we could have promoted accessibility and done so in a more environmentally um, friendly or or way or or more something more in line with the character of the seashore yeah yeah because you don't see concrete on the island and that's one of the things i look forward to you know i'm here in atlanta i'm on concrete every day all day you know yeah i love the reprieve Um, of not having to walk (laughs) on it yeah yeah um i mean i'm glad that they renovated it but i hope this doesn't open a a a pathway to (laughs) pun intended uh on pouring more concrete on the island I don't know that anyone ever asked the users <laughs> what sure. they wanted or what they needed they if they were it. going to improve the facilities. And yeah. I'm glad there was funding available for it and ensuring that the facilities are safe for visitors is certainly a priority. But hmm. um, I think the Park Service really could benefit by engaging with the people who use them. And um, what do you guys think out there? We've created a place where you can share your opinion with us on our website. Um, so tell us what you think. Uh, Again, link will be in the actual newsletter. This is an important update. Um, The Georgia Department of Natural Resources Board recently appointed a new commissioner. And uh, for those of you who followed this this particular position, uh, the former commissioner left the agency to join the Jekyll Island Authority. where Walter Rabon, it's my knowledge, I think that's how you say his last name, Rabin, Rabin, I apologize if I've mispronounced his name. Please, someone, write me, email me, correct me. But yeah, so we, we will be curious to see how his role transforms the protection of our natural resources. Hmm. Now, traveling in Camden County, that can be dangerous, right? Yeah. If you travel to and from the seashore with any regularity, you're aware of how many automobile accidents actually occur in Camden County. Yeah, you know, it's it's sort of uh, fireside chats often frequently <laughs> include um, the alternative routes we've had to encounter uh, when interstates are closed because of accidents or fatalities. And more than one of us have missed a ferry boat 
um, because of the traffic. Held up in traffic, right? <laughs> so I've been there. I, I do think it's relevant for visitors to discuss safety of the roads leading to the seashore. 60,000 visitors a year are traveling to the seashore. That's a lot of visitors on the roads. And recent news coverage from our friends over at The Current actually pointed out that Camden County Sheriff's Office lost its own insurance coverage at one point. Now, they have it back, but um, they're paying maybe a little more for it. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, it was because of misconduct on behalf of its deputies, like car crashes and damaging pit maneuvers and things like that. So in the last eight months, five deputies have been charged with violent Oof. incidents, too. And then you add to that, there's a whole other third piece. The sheriff has an ongoing lawsuit with the county accusing them of underfunding the agency altogether. Mm. There's a lot going on in terms of public safety in Camden County, um, an area that is also known as what they call a, a speed camera community. So it's identified as an area where they actively use cameras to enforce speed violations. And, you know, all of that combined when you're looking at the number of closures and the number of visitors on those highways and the number of fatalities that are happening on those roads and uh, sheriff's office being underfunded and or uninsured is something that I think those 60,000 visitors should know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I want to know if it affects people's plans to visit the seashore. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know, but will it affect their plan? Let us know. You can email us. Actually, Jessica, you can email her. Yeah, email me directly. Jessica Jessica at at org. You can also email me if you want. I'm Devin at wildcumberland.org. He's cuter too. I'm uh, a little less important. Anyway, the dreadful spaceport Camden. (sighs) Insert special sound effect here. (laughs) Yeah, we're still talking about it. Uh, If you're interested in tracking the most recent updates on this, uh, the current. Again, yeah. Right. They've done an excellent job of tracking uh, the money that's, just been absolutely wasted on this spaceport Camden. It's almost $12 million so far. Yeah. Even on publicists and things to make people like us be quiet. So (laughs) let's not spend any more time there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Hey, $12 million would have went a long way with the, uh, the, uh, these other issues that we've been talking about here. (laughs) Um, so St. Mary's river keeper, we absolutely love our river keepers. They do fantastic work. But don't miss your chance to help support the St. Mary's Riverkeeper and learn about the ecosystems and communities adjacent to Cumberland Island. Uh, Whether you're interested in cleanups, paddling adventures, or a virtual lunch, or anything like that, St. Mary's Riverkeeper has no shortage of opportunities for our supporters. So you can learn more about that from our newsletter. Um, We try to cover the details that we think our supporters will find valuable in this newsletter. So in case... You missed it. Our friends over at Wilderness Watch were recently featured on a National Parks Traveler podcast. Yeah. Listen to the discussion centered on wilderness, humility, and restraint, and restrictions and exceptions. Those are some tough topics, right? man. That's a, that's a tongue twister. A this National Parks Traveler recently published an opinion piece entitled, Factoring the Ecological Value of the National Park System. That you might appreciate. Is it ecological or ecological? How do you pronounce that? Listeners, what do you think? <laughs> Let us know about any of this. <laughs> Email Devin directly to correct a speech. But did you know that 675 million birds migrate over the state of Georgia each fall? 
Our friends at the Georgia Audubon want us to produce or eliminate outdoor lighting through November 15th to help. You can stay up to date by uh, following their socials. They do great. Um, yeah, they're great about reminding you when this event exactly. is occurring because 675 million birds million. over one state is a lot of birds. And there are at least that many lights. So let's turn them off. I turn mine off. My house is completely dark, but I'm... Oh, my, my house is pretty much always dark outside. <laughs> I mean, I never leave porch lights on or anything. Not because of that, um, if I'm being realistic, just because I don't turn on my porch lights. Save so, power, save money, exactly. save the earth. That's, that, I, honestly, I think that's where it comes from is just saving money for myself. But now I know that it's helping out these 675 million birds. I'm going to continue to do that. Well, these birds are easily distracted by these giant cities glowing with light as they pass uh, onto their next location. So any, any improvement we can make in minimizing the distractions and dangers that they have as they make these migration journeys of thousands of miles from one ecology to another is really important. Well, that pretty much wraps up all of the topics that are in our September newsletter. There's a lot. It was a lot. Some really important a lot stuff. To cover, for sure. Uh, make sure you are signed up for our newsletter at wildcumberland.org. Um, don't forget, if you're interested in learning more about any of these items that we covered today, you can find all of those links in that newsletter. And yeah, but, uh, but most importantly, we're celebrating National Wilderness Month. With our virtual, virtual trivia, trivia series. series. Yes. Got it. So, in order to sign up, make sure you make a donation of $10 or more to join us every Wednesday night at wildcumberland.org. It is $10 per game. However, your cumulative points add up at the end to potentially... Every week, you can win a bigger prize. Exactly. Is that what you're telling they, me? They add up to a huge prize. And only $10 a week. Only $10 a week. You can join in. It, even if you don't come in first place every week, you can still gain enough points to win those grand prizes at the end. So not only are you winning prizes throughout each game, you can win prizes at the very end. So many prizes. Excellent. And most importantly, it helps us do what we need to do for the island, right? Absolutely. Every donation helps support our work. Well, we know how valuable your time is, so... Thanks for choosing to spend some of it with us, and we'll see you back here in October. Stay wild.